This episode of The Jukebox is helped made possible by Audible.com, the best place online for audiobooks. Audiobooks are expensive, 30 40 even $50 for one book. Audible has over 150,000 titles to choose from, all of which you can listen to on your iPhone, Android, Kindle, computer, MP3 player. Wherever you are, Audible has you. A membership includes one free book a month and discounted rates on all extra titles, saving you boatloads of cash. Many of the titles are even read by the author, and if you're like me, you love a good music autobiography. How about Neil Young's latest book, Read by Neil Young, or the Heart autobiography read by both Anne and Nancy Wilson? You got it. Listeners of the Jukebox can get a free book download and month on us to check out the service. Free. You keep the books you download from your subscription. Head on over to audibletrial.com slash jukebox. Again, that is audibletrial.com slash jukebox for your free month and book on us. Now, on to the show. You're listening to The Jukebox, your monthly dose of the very best indie music around. Please welcome your host, Brett Stewart. Hello, hello, hello. This is Brett Stewart, and you are indeed listening to The Jukebox. Thank you so much for joining us, and this is our episode for August 25th of 2015. And this is a special episode for us because it marks the six-month anniversary of this show. We've been doing this for six months. We've gotten so much wonderful support, so thank you guys. Let's keep growing, let's keep building, and let's keep playing some awesome tunes. But now I want to go over a little bit of housekeeping, as I always do. First, as always, the jukebox promise, and that is that we will never play anything less than exceptional music. If you don't like a certain genre, open up to it, because if we play it on the show, we promise it's going to be something worth your while. So if you don't like reggae or hip-hop or folk music, or if you're not a big fan of soul or rock and roll or gospel even... Give it a chance, because everything we choose, we choose from hundreds, if not thousands, of artists. And we painstakingly put this list together every month to give you the best of the best of the best. But now, uh, another thing that I want to mention. We've gotten some submissions in. That is wonderful. Keep sending them in. You can send your submissions on over if you head on to the website, which is jukeboxpodcast.com. You can also send your emails in, and those emails can head on over to jukeboxpodcast at gmail.com. Last month, we put together a playlist, and the prompt for the playlist was, what is the first album you ever bought, and what was your favorite song off that record? We got a phenomenal response. We got a playlist that we put together and released on the 15th, as we announced, that had everything from Duran Duran to the Beatles to Bob Dylan to uh, Elvis Costello to Frank Sinatra and uh, Richie Valens. It was just absolutely awesome. It was a great way to connect with you guys, build our community, and find more fantastic music. So we are going to be doing that again this month. Now, if you haven't listened to the playlist from last month, you can go and you can catch it at jukeboxpodcast.com and click monthly 
playlists at the top. It's a Spotify playlist and it's a YouTube playlist. So if you want it on YouTube, it's there. If you prefer it on Spotify, it's also there. You can also take that song list on Spotify and port that over to our radio or Apple Music, wherever you listen to your music. We just did it on Spotify because that's the platform I personally use and that's a platform I know the majority of people use. So go ahead and do that. It is fantastic. But now we are going to pose to you the question for this month. And please email us in your answer. We want to hear from you. In fact, later in the show, we're going to be reading some of the answers that we got in from the last prompt. So the question for this month is a pretty simple one. What is your favorite cover song by a major artist? So this is a major artist who has already made a name for themselves covering another major artist, or maybe they're covering a lesser artist. I was thinking about this, and I just drew up some examples. So I'm going to read some of these examples to you. It could be Roxy Music playing John Lennon's Jealous Guy. It could be John Lennon playing Benny King's Stand By Me. Uh, Nico's playing Nico playing James uh, Jackson Brown's These Days. Eric Clapton with J.J. Kale's Cocaine, or Sean Connery with The Beatles in My Life. Nora Jones with Wilco, or The Flaming Lips doing Dark Side of the Moon, or Sgt. Pepper's, etc., etc. There are so many of them, and I know we're going to get some killer responses. And as always, I will kick it off with my answer to this question. And my answer is going to be the Talking Heads. Take Me to the River, which is the Al Green song that they covered on their 1978 classic, More Songs About Buildings and Food. When I first heard that song, it changed my life. It just blew my mind because I had never listened to the Talking Heads. That was my introduction to the Talking Heads, and that ended up being one of the most fruitful relationships that I've had with a band personally in music. The kind of music that I've heard come out of the Talking Heads throughout their career is unbelievable. And that song kicked off that enjoyment of that band for me. And that cover is so good because they took a fantastic song and revitalized it for a whole new generation in a whole new way, in a quirky, original way. And that's probably the key to a good cover. You can do one of two things. You can either pay homage very realistically and authentically and play it similar to the artist. Or you can go off on a limb like the Flaming Lips do and do something radically different. And I would argue that Talking Heads were somewhere in the middle of that spectrum would take me to the river. So please, email us in at jukeboxpodcast.com. Uh, jukeboxpodcast at gmail.com, rather. Email us in. We want to hear from you. Now, finally, to close this out before we start listening to some music... This month, as I mentioned, is a special month because it is our sixth episode, our sixth month. What we're going to be doing this month is we're going to be playing a whole lot more music than we typically do. We probably have seven or eight more artists than our lineup typically entails, and that's because we're celebrating both the end of summer and our six-month anniversary. In addition to that, I have Andy Grolo on as a guest later, and him and I are going to be playing a game. So all of that and more is coming up here on the Jukebox Podcast for August of 2015. Stay with us. We're so happy you're here. And now, let's listen to some music. That's why we're all here, right? The music. This man is named Jacob Mondry. Now, we're going to be playing two songs of his, Two Sons and Tomorrow Never Knows. He is a soul pop singer-songwriter in New York City. His debut solo record, Unison, is currently playing on radio stations nationwide. He also 
wrote and performs, he writes and performs in the persona of a sci-fi disco drag musical about an alien transvestite named Essie X. Uh, her magic power is called The Fabulous. Now, you can check him out online at jacobmondry.com. Mondry is spelled M-O-N-D-R-Y. And his look and his style immediately struck me as David Bowie. And I even said it to him. He's the sweetest guy. And he said, well, that's a high compliment. And it really was because his style is so eclectic and so dramatic and so cinematic. And it is absolutely sensational. I think he is one of the coolest independent artists I have ever heard in my life. I love his music. And right now I want to share with you my favorite song off his new record, Two Sons. Check him out. Thought you leaving late last night By the way you tied your hair I was hoping that you might Let me help you pay your fare I tore my empty room apart Looking for
I can't even describe the levels of love I have for that music. Unison is such a good record, and he is such a phenomenal artist. Man, his vocals and those brass sections and that tight percussion, you just cannot beat it. So we're going to follow it straight up with Tomorrow Never Comes. I think I accidentally said Tomorrow Never Knows at the top of the show, and that's actually a Beatles song. But his next song is Tomorrow Never Comes, and that is also off of Unison. Check it out right now.
goodness, that album has been on loop in my apartment for the past week. Now, let's switch to some music that's also been on loop for me, and that is the music of Sheldon Clark. And the song we're going to be playing off his new EP, which is called Word and Sound, is Americana City Band. They can be found on Noise Trade, iTunes, and Spotify. And the coolest thing about this record is its raw, authentic performance. His band and himself recorded in analog, and in three days. It's not edited, it's not tuned, so it's just the bare-bones sound of what these guys had when they got together in the studio, threw some mics on, and made it happen. And this is a really great Americana song. Check out Americana City Band. Follow that up with some blues. We have an Australian blues outfit called Lazy Eye. Uh, the song is Don't Call the Doctor. They're soul-drenched blues. Think B.B. King sharing a scotch with Booker T at the crossroads. 
after midnight. They've been enamoring crowds across their country since 2013, and their debut album, Move Me, was awarded Album of the Year at the South Australian Blues and Roots Awards. They later went on to win awards for being the most outstanding group, the Blues Artist of the Year, and Group of the Year at the 2015 National Blues Awards and several other ceremonies as well. Their new album is Single Malt Blues, and it debuted at number one on the Australian Blues and Roots Airplay Charts. So again, this is a song called Don't Call the Doctor.
As many of you know, the jukebox is based out of Chicago, so we love a good blues song. But now we're going to dig into the music of the Love Sprockets. We're going to be playing Nobody Wants to Die, which is the title track from their debut album. That album can be downloaded over at noisetrade.com. You can ask to download it for free and sign up for their mailing list. In November of 2012, Addison Rice and Judd Javi Newsom fell in love and formed the Love Sprockets. For a long time, they recorded in a super lo-fi living room type setting, but then in 2013, they embarked on a cross-country bicycle trip with a bunch of instruments and their dog, Zoso. After four grueling, hardened mind expanding months of pedaling and connecting with strangers, they arrived in Austin, Texas, and eventually they hit the studio in January of 2015 to record Nobody Wants to Die. Again, this is the title track off of the record. Check it out. everybody go and support the love sprockets and download their record on noise trade you have nothing to lose now we are becoming known for the incredible variety that we are trying to jam-pack this show every single month with we are trying to play as many genres and as many styles as we possibly can and we get emails about that every month and our artists typically come back and tell us that they love the whole 
array of things that we're playing. But one thing we have yet to play has been acapella. Now, this is a student group from Exeter University. They are called the Semitoned, and they are the current champions in the UK because they recently won the Voice Festival UK in April. Uh, they just got back from a hugely successful 10-show run uh, in Edinburgh with their show Game of Tones, and they're recording a new album in the winter. Uh, you can also check them out on Facebook and YouTube, and they have a music video for this song as well. And this is their first original song. It is called Rich Man. Check out the semitoned. <laughs> If I were a rich man, all day long I'd biddy 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 If I were a wealthy man, I wouldn't have to work hard. Diddle, 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 man. Seeing what that money could bring, I'd buy everything. Clean out Vivian Westwood in my galleon account. No, wouldn't have just one hood. A Hollywood mansion if I could. Please book me first class to my fancy house in London town. Riches, baby, won't mean anything. All the riches, baby, won't bring what your love can bring. All the riches, baby, won't mean anything. Won't even know what the baby your love is better than gold. Why? If I was a rich girl, na 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 Me, my cash flow would never, never end Cause I'd have all the money in the If I was a wealthy was a girl Cut together all over the world From the hoods of Japan, I would you cool go What happened to my life? Turn upside down Cheeks to blow your mind In the second round Original track and team you know you can't buy these things. We climbed all the way from the bottom to the top. Now we ain't getting nothing but all the riches, baby. I should be what I am. Would it spoil some vast eternal plan? 
if I were a wealthy Now that is something that is really quite cool. Now we're going to dig into the music of an independent band called the Well-Mannered Thieves. The song is Wink Wink Smile, and it's off their debut, Divide the Light. They are a collaborative of a diverse selection of musicians centered in Calgary, Alberta. Gritty drums merge with heavy bass lines to create a laid-back groove rock foundation. Dark stories are told with pop hooks and melodies, making for a unique but easily accessible experience. It is definitely accessible, but it's also complex and quite compelling. So check out Wink Wink Smile from the Well-Mannered Thieves. next artist goes by the name The Scissor Men, and we're going to be playing one of their new songs, Beggin' Jesus. The song is off of a sampler called Stink Eye, and it's a kaleidoscope 
tour through scissor mania that skips like a stone across a moonshine filled swamp begging jesus and all the other songs on stink eye are trippy nuggets from the trio's new love and life album they're nashville based and their explosive guitars deep grooves and great songs have won fans from bonnaroo the timbuktu without any further ado the scissor men begging jesus
That was The Scissormen and Begging Jesus off of their new sampler, Stink Eye. Now we're going to listen to a song called Darling from Cheryl Baco. Her name is spelled S-H-E-R-R-Y-L-B-A-K-O. It's her very first single, and she's hopefully going to release a follow-up EP by the end of this year. You can find her on her Facebook music page and on Instagram by searching her name, and the track was produced by her amazingly talented friend, Spencer Burton Brent. Now, she had a little statement for Jukebox listeners that I'm going to read here because it's really quite cool. She says, I wrote Darling in the midst of so much pain and heartbreak, and I felt God just sing it over me as a song of hope. For anyone listening, my greatest desire is that if you're one who has also lost hope for love, that darling would reawaken your hopes and dreams. There's truly a beautiful love story that God has written for you that will put even the greatest storybook endings to shame. All of my love, Cheryl. Thanks so much for that, Cheryl. That was so sweet. Let's check out Darling, and I cannot talk this song up enough. I just can't do it. So I'm just going to play it. Check out Darling. I'm plotting with the 
everybody you heard her first here on the jukebox now i want to play the ged trio which is a new musical outlet that performs original jazz fusion music the song we're going to be playing of theirs is el gato and mo chill out and then we're going to have a brief moment uh to talk about our killer unbelievable sponsor plectone but now check out the ged trio and el gato emno chill out Thank you. 
I want to take a moment to talk about Plectone, which is one of the sponsors of this episode of The Jukebox. They are a small but growing guitar products company devoted to a simple goal, helping create great music. Their first guitar pick product is a new twist on an old aspiration to make a double strike pick. The Plectone Double Pulse guitar pick allows guitarists to strike each string twice, producing richer, fuller, and brighter tones. The double pulse consists of a soft guitar pick coupler attached by 2.5mm Tortex guitar picks. The unique patented design allows each pick to act and react with each string independently, producing double pulse tremolo sounds that add a new dimension to your guitar. Now, last month, I talked about Plectone and how I would go out to hospitals and I would go out to gigs and I would be able to produce so much more volume out of my guitar, which was so helpful to me, especially in situations where I couldn't uh, mic or amp a guitar. Now, in the past month, I've had another interesting experience with Plectone because I went into the studio to record my new album, the fourth Rivers Rubin album, and it's actually called New England Elizabeth. I'm going to play a bit of it at the end of this uh, episode. I went in to the studio and I brought my Plectone with me because I figured that it would have some sort of application in this record. I ended up playing almost every song in the record with the Plectone because it had such a unique sound and it just felt so comfortable to play. It looks like such an odd pick because you've never seen anything like it, but it's really comfortable in your hands, it's soft, if you squeeze it a little bit, what happens is that soft coupler, uh, you know, bends in and allows you to get uh, either firmer strokes or softer strokes and the way you can kind of manipulate this pick as you play it is unlike anything I have ever played before. You should absolutely head on over the Plectone. You can find them on our website on the sponsors page or you can find them at Plectone. Plectone is P-L-E-C-T-O-N-E. E. I cannot recommend their picks enough. Double pulse picks are going to change the way you do things. They are now on Amazon Prime, so if you're like me and you love that two-day shipping, you can't beat it. Go check out Plectone. We would not support these guys and we would not have them be part of the show if we didn't really believe in what they're all about. And next month, their CEO, Rob Taylor, is going to come on the show and we're going to talk about Plectone and all the cool stuff they're doing and what makes that pick as great as it is. So check out Plectone. They are very much worth your time. Now, we are going to be listening to a band called Dial In, and their new song is RH. Uh, XQ. Now, uh, they kind of have an interesting description for this song. There are unbelievable legends of midnight aerial voyages and hot air balloons destined for the moon, of swelling waves and drifting lifeboats lost at sea. There are dreamy tales of a wandering old man trapped between life and death and the paralyzing fear that comes from the unknown when we sleep. There are somber stories of a suffocating discontent of the lonely solace found in a self-medicating state at the bottom of an old scotch whiskey. Dial In is Shane Wierks and Daniel Modica, a Chicago-based duo that blends parlor-influenced piano and ambient uh, analog electronica with textured uh, ethereal vocals. 
Together, their songs unfold in an eerie harmonic narrative. The arrangements and storytelling create a sonic landscape that exists somewhere between sci-fi and the macabre. They can be found on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, and just about every other retailer. And uh, they got some really cool stuff going on in the next year. You should check them out. Check out their upcoming tour dates. Uh, They sound, dare I say it, very similar to Radiohead. This sounds like something off the cutting room floor of a Tom York session, but they do their own thing with it, and that's what's cool, and that that's what makes them original. Check out Dial In and their new song, RHXQ.
How about them apples? That's totally something different. Love those guys. Now, let's listen to the music of Eric Bibb. His new song is By You Bell, and it's off of his record, Deeper in the Well. It's his new CD for his label, and it may well be one of the most important, independent Roots records of recent years. Not only does it cross genres from folk, gospel-infused, acoustic blues to down-home country, but it also offers a sound steeped in the rural Louisiana sound, where it was recorded. It also offers the hope uh, of optimism, through difficult times in a friendly, warm-hearted, and generous manner. I love Louisiana. I love this rootsy style of music, and I, this is a really uh, great song. Check out Bayou Bell. I love the way she calls my name. I love the way she talk She's three parts wild One part tame I love the way she walk By you, baby By you I buy you, baby By you, baby By you I buy you bed Since I saw her dancing In the moonlight Down by the wishing well She's on my mind Day and night I'm underneath her spell Buy you baby Buy I buy you bear Buy you baby Buy you I buy you bear She's fine as she can be Built up solid off the ground Head down to her knees Soft like out of down Sun to sun 
an independent music show be without something totally wild out of Portland and that this episode is Souvenir Driver the song we're going to be playing of theirs is Feel the Flood they are a bliss pop band from Portland Oregon their next show is Saturday September 19th at Doug Fur they're opening for a band called Fetterdale they also just got back from the studio to record their follow-up to Living Water, which is the album that this song is off of. They recorded it in a cabin on Mount Hood. Uh, in my opinion, these guys sound a bit like New Order or The Cure or something in that vein. Uh, really cool stuff. Check out Feel the Flood off of Souvenir Driver's last record, Living Water.
That's some pretty sweet stuff, isn't it? Now, let's follow that up on the jukebox, very much in the vein of what we do here, with something that sounds absolutely nothing like it. And that is the music of Colin Peters. His new song is Searching, and it's off of City of Passion. He's from British Columbia, and he's released two full-length acoustic instrumental records uh, recently. Uh, Day at the Lake and City of Passion. He plays all the instruments, and both of those albums are available on iTunes and Amazon MP3. Let's check out Searching by Colin Peters.
That was beautiful, wasn't it? Colin Peters searching. Now, we're going to take a quick, brief break here in the music to do something that we have never done before on the jukebox. Andy Grollo is a photographer on the East Coast who has been a sponsor of this show since day one. If you're on the East Coast and you're a band uh, or an artist that needs some quality, inexpensive photography done for your gig or for your album art, whatever, he is your man. He also does weddings and family reunions and all that good stuff as well. Anyway, Andy's a real articulate, friendly guy that loves music, and every month he helps me pick out some music. In fact, he picked out Well-Mannered Thieves and the GED Trio. Now, I invited them on to have a game with me, because I figured, hey, we're both guys that love music, we're good friends, why don't we see how some trivia would go down? It didn't go down that well, but it was a whole lot of fun, and I think you're really going to enjoy it. Check out a segment with Andy Grollo. Right, we are now on the jukebox, and we are joined by Andy Grolo, one of our sponsors. That is G R O L E A U. How are you doing, Andy? I'm doing fine, Brad. How are you? Good. Well, I'm pretty stoked because this month, for the first time, what we're going to be doing is we're going to do some banter and some back and forth, and we're going to be playing a game. And I know we're both going to do terribly on it, so it's going to be fun. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be doing trivia. And we both have a general idea of what's going to be coming our way, but we don't have a real good idea. Because what we did was we both uh, put down a handful of topics, six or seven topics that we're at least familiar enough to do trivia with. And the other one has picked a topic, and we're going to be throwing that back at one another. So I have a topic for you, and I'm going to start this off. And I'm going to play the music right now and our audience doesn't know this but you can't hear the music so screw you but uh, <laughs> uh and then if you get it right and if you get it wrong those sounds okay so your topic is oh, ac Lord. dc oh no i was not ready for this one <laughs> yeah see uh, here's the thing i you were probably predicting hip-hop because no, you i was one. With you, I was I was definitely predicting the Yeezy. That's what I was predicting. Oh, see, I knew you were gonna go with that though. I knew I knew you were gonna be ready for the Kanye, so I couldn't throw you that bone. I had to go deeper. So we're gonna go through ACDC for for right. today's show. May I ask how many questions I'm gonna get for this? You're gonna get seven questions. All right. And then I know you have just as many, and I also have a bonus question. So if we uh, tie then we'll have a bonus question. Okay, so are you ready for your first ACDC question? Oh, yeah, I guess so. Okay, so we're going to start off easy, and we're just going to go a little bit harder as we go. What was the name of the original lead singer of ACDC? I know this one. Uh, Bon Scott. 
You didn't exactly. hear it, but there was a ding just now. Oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got that right. Now we're going to go on to question two. All right, you have some options on this one. I have a couple of these where I'm going to give you A through D. All so right. the, the question is, what song does ACDC close the majority of their concerts with? And your, your uh, responses can be A, Highway to Hell, B, For Those to Rock We Salute You, C, You Shook Me All Night Long, and D, TNT. If you need uh, to hear those again, I can throw them at you again. Yeah, you want to say that again for me? Sure. So A is Highway to Hell. Mm-hmm. B is For Those About to Rock We Salute You. C is You Shook Me All Night Long. And D is TNT. I really honestly... I, I honestly don't know. I've never been to an ACDC concert, but... I feel like You Shook Me All Night Long might be a closer. But I, I'm just going to go with that. I don't know what letter that was, but I'm going to go with that one. <laughs> Oh, you, you can't hear it right now, but you're getting booed. Oh, lame. Uh, yeah, no, it's for those about to rock, we salute you. Apparently, that's how they close the majority of their concerts. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. That's a very good, very good song. Oh, yeah, it is. Okay, so now you're, uh, you're one for two. Let's keep going. Number three. On the back of what kind of machine did ACDC discover their name? A vacuum. Now, that's correct. That is correct. But I would have accepted two answers because there's actually controversy over this. Some people say it was on the back of a sewing machine, and some people think it was on the back of a vacuum. And neither one has actually been confirmed, but it's got to be one of them. So you did get that right. There's a damn. All right, good. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Number four. Which ACDC member has been in the news this year in international news? And why? Oh, I know this one. I remember reading about this. Um, it was the drummer. Yeah. He was charged with... Uh, he hired a hitman. Um, yeah. Uh, what, what is his name? I'm trying to think. Um, Phil Rudd. Oh, Phil Rudd. ding, ding, ding. Oh, goodness. You got it. Yeah, he hired someone to kill somebody. He got home detention. And then he got rearrested last month. So, you got the name right, you got what he did right, you're in good shape there. Okay. Okay, number five. What movie in 2010 did ACDC provide the soundtrack for? Iron Man. Bing, you got it right. Okay. Technically Iron Man 2, but I'll take that Uh, answer. (laughs) Okay, Uh, number six. What famous song includes a phone number? that ACDC later got sued because of? (sighs) So do you want me to lend some context to this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so what happened was there's a phone number in the song, and there was this couple in Illinois where... Their phone number was the phone number in the song. So what oh. happened is when the song came out, they got an immense amount of phone calls, of prank calls, of whatever, people trying to get a hold of ACDC and crap like that. So they ended up suing ACDC because of it, and they ended up settling in court. So what song has that phone number? Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap. Damn, you got it. Very good. And we're not cheating here, are we? 
No, I am. I swear to God, okay, I am not cheating. Good, good. Because listeners, we are holding to the honor code here. Both him and I are gonna do this without just googling this crap. Uh, so number seven, and your final question. You're doing real well. You have four options for this. All right. What was the first single off the album Back in Black? And your options are Back in Black, Hell's Bells, Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution, and You Shook Me All Night Long. Um, you want to say that again? Okay, so the first single off Back in Black, and your answers are A, Back in Black, B, Hell's Bells, C, Rock and Roll Ain't Noise Pollution, and D, You Shook Me All Night Long. I'm just going to go with it, but Back in Black... Oh, you're getting booed. Oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, no, it was You Shook Me All Night Long. Back in Black, the title track, was actually the third single off the record. Kind of interesting. Yeah, I guess so, but I mean, I wasn't there when they released the singles. I was not even born yet. That's no excuse, Andy. <laughs> well, in any case, uh, I, lo- I actually learned a lot about ACDC going for those questions. Apparently, Back in Black is the second highest selling album of all time only eclipsed by Thriller. And I was actually going to ask that as a question, but then I realized that that was less ACDC knowledge and more Michael Jackson knowledge. And uh, real interesting. Apparently, like, but in the U.S., it's the sixth highest album because they do that differently. Like, the worldwide is, you know, is different from the U.S. So regardless, it's their highly acclaimed record that sold... Incredible amount of copies. But anyway, uh, you have questions for me now, don't you? I do, and I actually have, uh, yeah, so seven questions for you. I got this. All right, um, I am a few, very nervous. A few, uh, a few are going to be, you know, uh, pick and choose like you have done. Others aren't going to be. Um, I picked folk because I know you're good at that. Okay, I love my folk music. But it's as a whole going from anywhere from the 1950s. To today, but I know there's nothing from today, so... Oh, God. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. All right. So your first question is going to be a multiple-choice question, all right? Okay. All right. So the appearance of this folk singer in Peekskill, New York, had caused a riot, all right? Your choices are Bob Dylan, Woody Guthrie, Paul Robinson. I think that's how you pronounce his name. <laughs> Robinson. Uh, and Marion Anderson. Oh, jeez. Oh, you're starting off hard. Okay, well, I don't think it's Dylan, because when Dylan showed up in New York, uh, he was a nobody. He was sleeping on couches, and uh, he couldn't get a job, and he was playing at the Gaslight, these new songs. So I'm not going to go with Dylan. I don't think he started a riot. I feel like Guthrie had the the following to potentially start, especially because his songs are so incredibly political. So I'm going to go with Guthrie. Ooh, you are wrong. Oh, who is it? It's Paul Robeson. Paul Robeson. Now, oh, hold on. Paul, we're Googling this. I am really not familiar <laughs> with who that is. Okay, Paul Robeson was an American singer and songwriter who became involved in the civil rights movement. What was he known for? Paul Robeson songs. What did, Do you know what he started the... Uh, the, the actual uh, riot for? 
I, I honestly do not. I try. I looked into it, but you know, I'm half asleep when I'm doing half the stuff I'm doing because I had work all weekend. Oh well, I, so. I appreciate that. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, apparently he was go down Moses, old man river, swing low, swing chariot. Oh, that's good stuff. Real good stuff. All right. Well, I'm over. Oh, all right. Hit me up with the second question. All righty, let's go. I don't have a. I don't have a difficulties for these, but I know. I know there's some of these that you're sure. gonna get. Okay. All right. Let's see. I'm going to find one that I, I'm sure you'll know. I'm sure you'll get the, this one. Cause, Which you makes know. it even worse if I don't get it. Oh, yeah. It, oh, oh, I'm telling you. If you don't get this. Oh. On his first album, Bob Dylan tells us that he first learned the song from Rick Von Schmidt, who had, six, who had a successful career as Eric Von Schmidt. Name that tune. Mmm. Name that tune. All right. Well, Dylan's first album was a whole lot of covers. In fact, they only had two original songs. Uh, you know, I'm going to go House of the Rising Sun. Wrong. Real? No. What What song is it? Baby, Let Me Follow You Down. Oh, oh God. I can't believe I got a Dylan song wrong. I oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, maybe. Um, who did he learn House of the Rising song, Sun from? Maybe that was David Von Rock. Oh, goodness. All right. All right, I'm going to have to hit my own boo button here, which just makes it that much more degrading. Uh, you can't hear it, but I'm getting booed right now. <laughs> okay, hit me up with qu- third question. All right. So, which popular folk music group of the 1950s was comprised of Pete Seeger, Lee Hayes, Ronnie Gilbert, and Fred Hellerman? The Weavers. Correct. Yeah. All right, I'm in a little better shape now. One of the fathers of the modern American folk revival, his autobiography was entitled Bound for Glory. What was his name? Bound for Glory. Oh, goodness. You, these are tough ones. The modern... You said the modern folk revival? Yes. Okay. So if it's a modern folk revival, then I wouldn't think... Don't, it... don't think too hard, because you've mentioned his name before, right? Okay, Bound for Glory. Well, Woody Guthrie wrote a couple books, and I've read one of them. Uh, I don't think he was called Bound for Glory, but I read his second book. So I'm going to go with Woody Guthrie. You're correct. Yeah. See, he wrote a bunch of stuff. And the weird thing about Woody Guthrie is that we don't have a lot of information on him. We don't have... We only have two recorded videos of him ever, which is kind of mind-blowing when you think about someone like Woody Guthrie and how much content we actually have left over of him. Very few recordings, very few videos, not even a whole lot of photos, but he did write a whole lot, and he was kind of a troubadour that hopped on trains and went from place to place, so it didn't surprise me he wrote books like that. Anyway, I digress. Hit me up again. All right, are we on number five, I believe? Yeah, we are. All right. All right. On his first album, this folky from Boston played a wicked slide guitar uh, guitar piece called Panama Limited. What was his name? I got four. It's a multiple choice. I got four. Good, good. Give me four. You all right? Okay. Tom Paxton, okay. Randy Burns, Tom Rush, and Richard Farina. <laughs> oh, I only know who three of those people are. Okay. Um. Can you give me the names again? Yes, sir. We got Tom Paxton, Randy Burns, Tom Rush, and Richard Farina. Okay, we're going to go with Tom Paxton. 
Ooh, so close. Oh, oh, I'm doing horrible. Alright, I gotta hit the boo button again. I oh, thought God. you'd be better with folks. Come on. I know, I thought I would too. I, I really did. Oh, goodness. Alright. Alright. Hit me up with the sixth question. Alright, so. We do have another Bob Dylan one. Okay, maybe I can recover so, here I hope a you'll bit. be good with this one. Okay. Which folk trio had success with a cover of Bob Dylan's Blown in the Wind in 1963? Blowing in the Wind. Oh, gosh. How am, I, how am I blanking on this right now? Even listeners are, like, are like raising their hands right now. And being, it was uh, um, the Mary and the, and the Peter and the... <laughs> it was the third one. <laughs> uh, uh, how am I forgetting this? It's because I don't like them. I really don't. I don't like what they did the no, Bob Dylan I, I trust you. I really don't like them either. They're too... It's too out there for me. It's you know? it's how I felt about when the birds covered Mr. Tambourine Man. It was so jingly that they took such a beautiful Dylan song, and uh, and I don't I don't like what they did with it. Uh, all right, let me think here. I gotta think. Uh, oh no, oh no. It was um. It was. I gotta thank you. Give me a minute. I'm gonna get this. Alrighty. It's Peter, Paul, and Mary. Yes. Yeah, there we go. Okay, took me a second there. You there. Go. Okay. Alright, I have a seventh question, right? Yes, you do. I actually looked into this one. And I like I like this one. I actually read a read an article on it. Not a lot, but a little bit. Um, this banjo playing singer previously played with the Weavers. He was investigated by the U.S. House Committee on an Un-American Activities. Pete Seeger. Oh, there you go. There you go. Uh, yeah. No, that that is... Isn't that a fascinating story? It really is. Yeah, because, I mean, really, uh, he was one of the first people to stand up against the House of Un-American Activities because this giant witch hunt that was happening during the 50s, they really targeted Seeger for his political views and the songs from the Weavers and the stuff he was putting out, and he really got up in front of that, uh, that committee, and he didn't, he didn't just say that he hadn't done anything. He said, "It's not your right, as as my as an American. It's my right to have this view, and it's not your right to even question that to begin with." He didn't even get up there and say, "No, no, no, I'm not a communist." <laughs> no, he got up there and said, "You know, I have the right to have this view." And uh, oh my gosh, when Pete Seeger died last year, uh, actually the year before now, maybe, I was so heartbroken. Even though he was in his 90s and that was coming, he is just. Such an inspiration. Love that man. A uh, little interesting plug here. He has a great audiobook called The Storm King that's very much worth your time if you want to check it out. Uh, it's all about him narrating his travels through life to weird, uh, not weird, but like uh, Af- African style music. It's wild. So, all right. I, I had to go on my little Pete Seeger tangent there. That's fine. I definitely, I'm definitely going to check that out. Oh, yeah, it's great. Okay, so now let's do the tally here. I'm looking at my screen. You got... Oh, let me count what you got right here. One, two... You got five out of seven right. I think you already kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> what did I get right? Ooh, let's see. I think I got probably three out of seven. No, you got... You got four out of seven, because you got the Paul Ooh. Robeson wrong, you didn't get Baby Let Me Follow You Down, and you didn't get Tom Rush. 
Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, so just for the hell of it, let's do our bonus questions, just because we got nothing to lose here. My bonus question for ACDC is what British television show has, you know, the nude singer is Brian Johnson. He replaced Bon Scott. So what British television show has Brian Johnson become a recurring guest on? <sighs> um, I, I can honestly say I don't watch much British television. So I can Shame. Honestly, I honestly can say that <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, it's Top Gear. He is, is a it? yeah. He is a fanatical car man, and he gets on there all the time and does laps around the track. And he's he's a, he's a hoot. So yeah. See, I wouldn't know that. I'm not really into Top Gear. I'm not really into cars like that. But I'm sure my friend my friend would be mad at me if I didn't know that. Oh well, now Just... you need to send him the jukebox. Oh yeah. Shameless self promotion. You ready for yours? Oh yeah, I'm ready. All right. Let's see what I got for you. This album, entitled "The Artist's Name in Concert," was recorded from nineteen uh, was recorded from a nineteen sixty two concert tour. Some of the songs are "Kumbaya," "Pretty Floyd," uh, "Pretty Boy Floyd," "A Amana," "Danger Waters," "Cooper Kettle," and "Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You." Who's the artist? And I'm gonna give you multiple choice. All right. Okay. Uh, we got the Kingston Trio. Okay. Judy Collins, Joan Baez, and John Denver. Okay, well, it's Baez. <laughs> well, you know, I don't know how to pronounce half these people's last names. Okay, all right, can you give me the songs again? We got Kumbaya, <laughs> Pretty Boy Floyd. That's thing. Oh, yeah. Eight Amana, uh, Amanha, I don't know I don't know what that is. Uh, Danger Waters, Copper Kettle, and Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. Okay, well, I know at least... Three of those songs are performed by Joan Baez, and I know she also had a live album in which she played Kumbaya, so I'm going to go with Joan Baez. And you are correct. Oh, yeah. Now, she's she's just a really compelling figure because she she got a whole lot of uh, Dylan songs on her records. That was something that she really promoted early on because she was a whole lot bigger than Dylan. Uh the Kingston Trio could have been one too, though. I can't stand the Kingston Trio. And I'm sorry, listeners, if you like the Kingston Trio. More power to you. But the Kingston Trio and the Carpenters are the two, like, banes of my existence. So, I really don't... I don't know why I threw that in there. But since they were on the table, I thought I'd smear them a little bit. I've never gone huge into folk classic like you have because i know you're hardcore in all your music and i'm not as hardcore as you are <laughs> so i can honestly say i don't know half the people that i've talked to you about today well you know what on the bright side for so the listeners know both andy and i went and saw bob dylan last year and that was pretty phenomenal that was amazingly yeah he's phenomenal. great i hope he tours again this 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 year and you and I next spring need to get down to uh, the New Orleans Jazz Fest. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Oh, yeah. If we have listeners down there, hit us up. We'll meet up. We'll go see the New Orleans Jazz Fest. All right. So we did our questions. You kicked my ass. It was a lot of fun. Now I just want to talk about a couple quick things, and then I'm going to let you off the hook so you can get back to your photography. Okay. All righty. <laughs> okay. So first of all, have you seen Straight Outta Compton yet? I have not. I really do want to go and see it because I feel like that's a movie I would 
enjoy. Oh, you would love it, and you got to go see it. Uh, listeners, if you haven't seen it yet, go see it. I was going into it a little apprehensive because I was worried it was going to be uh, just straight-up gangster the whole time, you know? And it really wasn't. They did a phenomenal job of capturing these guys in a biopic where, you know, Easy A and... and easy Easy. easy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, I just... Oh, God. Uh, I don't know why I said Easy A. Uh, easy E and Dr. Dre and Ice Cube and Snoop Dogg and... Not Snoop Dogg either. <laughs> what? What are you talking Snoop about? Snoop Dogg's in the like, film. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's in the film. Oh, all right. I no, was asking no. you're saying he's part of NWA. But no, right, no, 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 no. He's, he's part of the film because the film takes place from the birth of NWA to the death of Easy. So in that time period, Dr. Dre goes off and makes his own record label, and that signs Tupac and Snoop Dogg, and they're actually in it. Uh, even the guy who plays Tupac looks identical to him. And Ice Cube's kid looks just like him, too. And, it, oh, yeah. and, and I was worried about that because I was afraid it was just going to be nepotism and he was just going to be giving his son the role. But his son can act. Every single one of these guys playing these roles can act. And all I'm going to say to finish out my little rant on this movie is go see it because it is incredibly relevant to our time period right now. The stuff that these guys were going through in Watts and Compton in the 80s and the early 90s is stuff that we are having an issue with in our country right now. So it all comes around again, and this movie does a great job of archiving that. It's really good, and I know you're going to love it because you're a huge hip-hop fan. Do you like N.W.A.? Oh, yeah. Last night, I was just listening to Straight Outta Compton uh, digital remaster vinyl on my record player last night. Good. So. Oh, I remember when you I, I, I remember when you showed me that record. That's a great, great record. So the last thing I wanted to close out with is I know you've been doing a bunch of photography this summer. Real great stuff. People can find you on Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? My Instagram handle is just at Grolo Photography. My last okay. name's spelled... G-R-O-L-E-A-U. Okay, and then we can also find you online at your website, right? Yes, andygrolo.com. Okay, good. So to close it out, we both saw some concerts this summer. Let's talk about our favorite concerts. What did you see this summer that really struck you as just amazing? All right, so... So I found this band when I was playing uh, Grand Theft Auto V when it first came out. Okay. I go to the Hipster channel, and there's a song called Sometimes by Miami Horror who is um, an Australian band. They're like new wave disco, new disco, whatever you want to call it. I'm really into some weird some weird music sometimes. <laughs> but I like their songs, you listen to them CD, you listen to them on your iPod, your computer, they don't seem like that's the kind of band that would go, you know, all out at a concert. I go to the concert, it's a small club down in Boston. Um... Oh, God, they were phenomenal. They have the backdrop, but different flashing graphics. They have their guitar players going all around. One of the guitar players took the guitar and went around the top balcony of the upper floor on the outside where he could have fallen, you know, 20 feet down and hurt, his, hurt himself if he fell, but he didn't. Uh, they're climbing on top of their amps, and it was just phenomenal. After the show, they went right quickly. Five minutes after the show ended, right out to the front lobby, they sold vinyls and CDs, and they took pictures with everyone and signed everything, and they were just a phenomenal group. 
That is awesome, because those guys are really starting to blow up. I mean, I had heard of them before you shot me some of their music, and I listened to them, and they're real good. But the fact that they'll connect with their fans like that is really cool. It was amazing. Yeah, did you get something signed? Oh, yeah, I bought their fine. I bought their vinyl, and I got it signed by them. Good, so. good, very cool. Oh, that even eclipses my concert experience. I went and saw Mavis Staples, and I love, love, love Mavis. And for those of you who aren't familiar, Mavis is the is the queen of Chicago gospel, and she is just awesome. And I was back home in Denver, and I had the opportunity to see her because she was coming through Denver. And she has the tightest backing band I have ever seen. These guys, they only played for about an hour and 20 minutes because she had three openers because she's an older woman. She's 76. She can't hold the stage for two hours, but they were so tight. And these guys know their music like the back of their hand, unlike any other band I've ever seen in my life. And it was so tight, so good. And listeners should check out both Mavis Staples and Miami Horror, preferably at the same time. You're going to get a whole lot of different stuff going on there. That's going to be a real weird listening experience, but definitely one that's going to be pretty cool. Andy, thanks so much for joining us. No uh, problem. Is there Thank anything? Oh, of course, man. Is there anything you want to mention to the listeners before you depart? No, but I didn't want to ask you a question. Didn't you see her in Chicago as well? I did. I party? saw her for her birthday party. It was Mavis 75, which was her turning 75 in Chicago, and they had a big celebration where... Uh, Arcade Fire and Patty Griffin and uh, even Eric Church, all these guys went out and played Mavis' songs, and it was really cool, but my big problem with it was that I didn't see a whole lot of Mavis, you know, because even though it was celebrating her, she only sung on two songs, and she was just singing as a backup to one of the guests. So Uh. for this, you know, I really got to delve into her, and it was cool because after the show, I, I didn't get to meet Mavis, unfortunately. But I did get to meet her opener, which is a lady named Amy Helm. And Amy Helm is Levon Helm's daughter. And Levon Helm was the was the vocalist, the drummer, and one of the principal songwriters of the band, which is one of the greatest bands of all time. And I went up to her and I said, hey, I just want you to know, I'm sure you get this all the time, but the the impact that your father's music had on me, both as a as a fan and as a musician myself, is just incalculable. And she was so sweet. She uh, just took my hand. It was like, you know, I so appreciate that. And she plays her dad's music amazing. So if you li- if you like the band, go look up Amy Helm. Her version of the night uh, they they uh, drove old Dixie down is just uh, unreal. So yeah, uh, did see Mavis. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> all right. So you're gonna be doing some more photography soon, right? Yes, I am. Uh, my camera took a fall into some water a couple weeks ago, but today I just got <laughs> my email back from uh, who I'm getting it back from, and I'm actually going to be upgrading, so Good. I'm well, excited about you're that. You're getting a whole lot better, and as always, uh, bands on the East Coast who want to connect with you, if you're an artist or a band on the East Coast and you are looking for photography, Andy is cheap and quality. <laughs> yeah, seriously, if you need it, dude... I got you. (laughs) All right. He's got you. Well, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to do trivia again next month. We're going to have a whole new set of questions. As always, man, keep rocking, and I'll catch you on the other side. All right. Thank you.
Andy will be back next month and we'll do trivia again. As always, if you enjoyed that segment, it, we thought it would be kind of a fun way to split up the music on the show and provide a little bit more banter and commentary and have a fun game. So if you liked it, please let us know. If you didn't like it, please let us know. We also want to hear from you too, though we may not email you back. No, I'm just kidding. Now, our next artist is Lacey Rose, and I discovered her when I was searching for an artist that was had a classical feel to them. I wanted to have some element of classical music this episode on the show because we haven't done a lot of that, because there's not a lot of it in the independent scene. There just really isn't. So this is Lacey Rose, and the song we're going to be playing of hers is called St. Lucy. I'm going to read a little bit about, about her now. Uh, she's been singing before she could speak and writing music for much of her life. Uh, she began taping, taking shape as an artist uh, while she was a music student in New Orleans. Her haunted and often bizarre day-to-day experiences led to an outpouring of creative energy leading to new music that showed influence from the Baroque period, Gothic horror, and dramatic depictions of tragedy and uh, eternal love. For several years after her spectral stay in the Crescent City, Lacey lived in Austin, Texas, where she recorded and released her first album, the EP-length Ghost Music, and that's actually what this song is off of. And she also performed her original compositions either as a solo performer, accompanying herself on piano, toy guitar, uh, or in a small chamber ensemble in venues uh, as diverse as cabarets, art galleries, graveyards, and even secret theaters. Recently, Miss Rose moved to Bushwick, where she is currently working on her second album with Brooklyn-based producer Vincent Caliano. Her record, Beyond the the Poplar Trees, is a song cycle about the moon and the eternal love, and it's scheduled to be released on the winter solstice of this year. Some really exciting stuff, some really left-field stuff. You haven't heard stuff like this, and it really is... Uh, tied in with that gothic, horror, dark-type sound, which plays so well with classical influence. Regardless, it's original, it's unique, it's exciting, and it's exactly what we are here to spin for you. Check out Lacey Rose and her song, St. Lucy.
you faintly, glowing like an angel saintly, held in hands a copper dish with floating eyes. Saint Lucy, Saint Lucy, give me clarity. Saint Lucy, Saint Lucy, lend me my eyes, I cannot see. Blind as the bats, black. That was Lacey Rose and her song St. Lucy off of Ghost Music. Check out the album, go get it and support her, it's very much worth your time, it's got some great tunes on it. Now, let's talk about the music of Joshua Jesty. His album is It's Your Fault, Everything's Alright, and the song from the album is I'm On High. It's Your Fault, Everything's Alright was written, performed, mixed, and mastered by Joshua Jesty at Infinite Jesty Studios. Uh, between November of last year and May of this year. It's the final record of four in a box set due out winter of 2016. You can connect with Joshua and everything he's doing at thejoshuaweb.net. Without further ado, I'm on high.
Joshua Jesty, everybody. As we start to wind down this episode of the Jukebox, I again want to mention these playlists that we're doing every month. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we've gotten some terrific answers, and uh, it really produced a really fun playlist for everybody involved, and we want to do that again this month. So please, uh, send your answers in to jukeboxpodcast at gmail.com. Again, the question is, what is your favorite cover song? Uh, done, performed by a major artist. And I wanted to talk a bit about some of the responses that we got because they're quite fun. Uh, a couple of the highlights was uh, Andy's response, actually. When he was uh, like seven or eight, he went out and took, mon- took money from mom's purse. And surprisingly, that's unsurprisingly, that's how a bunch of these started. And uh, when bought uh, Eight Miles, the uh, Eminem single, and his mom found it and uh, cracked the CD and threw it away because he was a little too young for that at the time. But then we also got a bunch of people who emailed in and said it was, uh, you know, Meet, uh, Meet the Beatles was probably the most answered album. And I actually didn't include that in the playlist simply because they're not on uh, Spotify and sometimes it's hard to get good, uh, reliable Beatles videos that include songs on YouTube because it, they keep get taken taken down. Uh, so I didn't include that, but it's kind of a given. So if you want to throw uh, a sprinkling of Beatles throughout that playlist, you are more than welcome to do so. But we got some really cool responses as well. We got people who responded about Simon and Garfunkel and bought The Sound of Silence before it came out on uh, on that soundtrack. for you know, And before it was on that soundtrack, so the album art was different than the album art that we've always been familiar with and there was people who emailed in and said you know when I was a little girl I went and I bought the monkeys daydream believer and they were heartthrobs and it was exciting and fun and that was my summer tune and then uh John Denver cover albums people who bought Dion and Richie Valens and even Steppenwolf and uh the Doors uh Kiss the Beach Boys you you gotta love the Beach Boys Janis Joplin uh, Three Dog Night, so many. Uh, a couple people emailed in, so the first albums they bought were Hi, I'm Johnny, uh, Hello, I'm Johnny Cash, or not Hi, I'm Johnny Cash, <laughs> Hello, I'm Johnny Cash, or uh, Live at Folsom, uh, some Creedence Clearwater Revival. So really, it was a fun, fun thing to do, and it was fun for all of us to connect, and I got a couple emails from people who enjoyed the playlist. So I just wanted to touch on that again, Please come on, submit your songs. We want to hear from you. Tell me a fun little story with it. I'll include it on the show. And uh, that's something real fun to do. But now we're going to play music from Dan Byrne. And the song is called Lifeline. He is a Los Angeles-based performer. And it's off of his album, Reno. Like a floating raft down a countryside creek come these five new songs from Dan Byrne. Sometimes swift while the wind blows through your hair, and sometimes sweet as honey around a meandering turn. Close your eyes and drift along. Dan Byrne is best known for his prolific songwriting and electric live persona. Uh, He's released 18 albums and has built a loyal following around extensive touring and output of songs in all forms. He really is prolific. That's a whole lot of content. Really some good stuff. So check out uh, Lifeline, which is off of the album Reno. They say I've been carousing too much Drinking like a sailor, smoking like a sailor 
like a Dutch, but I don't mind. I feel fine, and I got a long lifeline. Skeletons are clattering in the breeze. I got a rope around my neck. And I'm hanging from the trees, but I don't mind, 'cause I. Dan Byrne, everybody, and now we're gonna start wrapping up the podcast for August of 2015. I know, I know, you're not getting any new content now for a whole month, but wait, you actually are because we have a couple interviews uh, on the books that we've recorded the past couple months, and we haven't put them out because we've been uh, revitalizing the website and figuring out the trivia section. And doing this playlist, so now this month we are going to put those interviews out. They will be on the feed, so wherever you subscribe, whether that be iTunes, uh, Stitcher, uh, Pocket Casts, or if you just go directly to our website, all of that content will be there on September fifteenth. The playlist will come out both in Spotify and YouTube form. So again, send those responses in the Jukebox Podcast at gmail.com. If you like today's show, as always, please let us know. We definitely want to hear from you. We always strive to have a show that is original and authentic and has so much fun stuff every single month, and we've definitely accomplished that. I believe we've accomplished that this month, even more so than the previous five shows we've done. This is a mile marker for us to be doing this for half a year now, but this is just the beginning. If you're wondering, you know, how far do we want to take the jukebox? 
into the foreseeable future and unforeseeable. We want this show to go on for a very long time. I am so passionate about bringing it to you guys and building up this audience and connecting with all of you and perhaps most importantly, connecting and sharing these artists that so deserve to be shared because this is really killer music and every month I get emails saying I never would have heard that without the jukebox and that really hits home for me because that's what I'm trying to do here. If you like even half of what you hear today, or if you, even if you like a song, uh, I hope you like a whole lot more than that, but regardless, I did my job. So please let us know, email us, and we always want to hear from you, your thoughts, your comments, your questions, whatever. Now, I'm going to close out today's show by playing one of my songs, and this is real special for me because this is the fourth Rivers Rubin album, but actually it's my tenth uh, album as a, sol- as a performer. And it's going to be called New England Elizabeth, and it comes out next week. And it's kind of a surprise release. I'm going to be dropping info for it online in a couple days when we launch a whole new Rivers Rubin website that's going to have all the recordings, all the files, uh, all the good stuff, all the fun stuff. It's going to come out, and then it's going to debut next Tuesday, a week from today on uh, September 1st. And I'm going to play a song for you guys early here so you can hear it. And it's a serious record. The songs are darker, and they're actually very political, and when I played it for an audience for the first time, they said, wow, that was good, but it's kind of a downer. <laughs> so what I've done uh, is I, is I kind of went home and thought about that, and I said, okay, well, it's time to write a fun pop love, ba- love ballad jingle to throw into the middle of it to lighten the mood, and that's what this song is. It's called Don Quixote. As many of you know, I'm very inspired by the classic Spanish novel. I mean, come on, we're tilting windmill studios for uh, heaven's sake. But anyway, it's called Don Quixote, and it's a love song written from the perspective of uh, the famous figure, which I thought was kind of fun to do, and it was kind of an interesting songwriting po- process for me, and it gave me the opportunity to put some catchy pop rock hooks in the record where otherwise there wouldn't have been any. So in any case, next week, check out New England Elizabeth. Very proud of it. I'll put something out so you guys can hear it, and it, it was all recorded in about a night because I spent weeks toiling over it and recording these songs, and then when they were done, I was I stepped back and I and I listened to them in the studio and I wasn't really happy with it because something got lost. The soul got lost of these songs when I spent weeks just building up layers and, and creating new sounds and, and my, somewhere along the line what I was aiming for with this record got lost because it is a vintage record for the most part. These songs are old, these, they sound old anyway, and... Uh, Something of that got lost in the studio. So then, one day in the studio, I just said, Hey, I'm going to uh, turn the lights down, come in at 1 in the morning, uh, play all these songs straight up the way they're meant to be played with two microphones, and then we'll throw a couple instruments and a, and a brief orchest- orchestration in the back of some of them, and we're going to call it a night, because that's exactly what I did. So the whole record, <laughs> I ended up spending about... A month and a half recording this thing and then I just turned around erased all of it and recorded it all in about three hours but that's but now the soul is still there and that's what I was looking for 
in any case, I'm going to play this song for you guys, and then I'm going to let the credits roll, because this is the end of our episode. I so hope you enjoy it. The album drops next week, and I hope you listen to the Jukebox this month for all that cool stuff. Uh, Connect with us through the playlist. Again, the show is sponsored by both Andy Grolo Photography and by Plectone. Go get their picks. If you're an an instrumentalist that uses a pick, you owe it to yourself to at least give them a shot. So go check them out. Plectone. Without further ado, Rivers Rubin, Don Quixote. How come you already have another man? I look pretty good next to you. You're winding round the chair where I'm tied. Oh, honey, baby, you're making me blue. And I'm running circles in my saddle. And I'm jousting with windmills I'll be the boat if you'll be the paddle No diamonds or extra frills You're making me crazy now And I'll get you someday Somehow you'll right my wrongs With your rights No more of my sleepless nights There's my perfect world Where you're my perfect girl Outside of my dreams you don't know me I'm still dreaming like Don Quixote My friends, they burned all my books They say they poisoned my mind Now all I get are startled looks On this long journey of mine And I'll fight for the weaker man Or the damsel in distress And I promise to do all that I can To make it through this god-awful mess You're making me crazy now And I'll get you someday Somehow you'll right my wrongs With your rights No more of my sleepless nights There's my perfect world Where you're my perfect girl But outside of my dreams you don't know me I'm still dreaming like Don Quixote And I'll be a knight in shining armor for a day And even if my clothes don't fit And my shoes have worn away You're making me crazy now And I'll get you someday Somehow you'll right my wrongs With your rights No more of my sleepless nights There's my perfect world Where you're my perfect girl But outside of my dreams you don't know me I'm still dreaming like Don Quixote Podcast at gmail.com and we'll read your message on the next show. 
The Jukebox is available on all major podcast platforms, including iTunes. You can subscribe and listen to the show at jukeboxpodcast.com. While you're there, download a free album this month from one of the bands that was featured in this episode. 